We hope you are enjoying classic 1986 Jim Crockett promotions here on What Happened When. And be sure to check out all the great shirts and gimmicks that were inspired by our trip down memory lane. Whether you are a weasel slapper, a rendezvous master, a hell person, or a legend that was born and not made, we have a shirt or gimmick for you. Check out LoisRules.com for all the shirts and BoxyGimmicks.com for all the other goodies, including specialty clothing, mugs, tumblers, show posters, and more. That's LoisRules.com and BoxyGimmicks.com. Are you tired a lot? Maybe frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day. The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep and the quality of sleep you're getting. If you want to increase energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and instead focus on quality REM sleep with recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. And worst of all, the world health organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen, not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported difficulty sleeping, but only 4% have tried a sleep aid. Most over the counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, ashwagandha, and L-tryptophan. That's the stuff that, you know, we all talk about over Thanksgiving that makes you turkey tired. Here's the deal. You know, you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you've been finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using perhaps energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed how you feel. Recovery PM is available right now from LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And if you use promo code Tony, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. Go to LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And use our promo code Tony to get 10% off your entire order. And by the way, this is champion tested, champion approved. This is a product owned and operated by the NWA world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. Check it out. Do what the pros are doing. Go to LegacySubs.com and use promo code Tony to get 10% off your entire order. You've heard it before. AdFreeShows.com is early and ad-free. Well, it turns out AdFreeShows.com is a lot more than just that. It's incredible bonus shows, not only extra shows from your favorite podcast hosts, but interactive experiences. Picture this. You get to watch some of your favorite matches with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. You get to ask Jim Ross anything you want, not by typing it in a chat window, no. It's video conferencing with these legends. You don't want to miss it. It all happens at adfreeshows.com every single month. But there's also other legends that you can't hear anywhere else, like Monday Mailbag with Jerry Briscoe. How about all the stories that guy has? Not only from being an in-ring performer, but owning a territory, being one of Vince McMahon's right-hand guys. Come on, so much meat on the bone. And what about Mike Chioda, a Hall of Fame referee who's been with the company for decades. We're talking all the way from the Hogan era to Roman Reigns era and everything in between. You can't hear his stories anywhere else except on adfreeshows.com. 
we know you love professional wrestling and perhaps the most prolific trainer of all time. He's exclusive to adfreeshows.com. It's Dr. Tom Pritchard. You've got your favorite matches, but why is it your favorite match? You're going to love X-Ray with Dr. Tom every single week on adfreeshows.com and tons of other comedians and fun stuff like happy hour. That's right, happy hour. You get to drink with Medusa or Rebel every single week and it keeps getting better. Check out the book club, the archives, show notes from title chase to conversations with Conrad. It's an unprecedented look at some of the greatest legends of adfreeshows.com. So sign up today. Don't push it off any longer and join us now over at adfreeshows.com. What would your family do with an extra $108,000? That's a problem that our listener Jacob out in Colorado has now. Thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. He recently saved money with us over at SaveWithConrad.com. gave us a five-star review and wrote this. Our previous mortgage company made each step of the process difficult, but Jimmy took it in stride and made it happen. He was able to lock us in at one and a half percent less than we were at and saved us $108,000 over the life of the loan. Guys, that's unbelievable. Jacob saved more than 108 grand, but how much can you save? It's free to find out right now. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, did we mention no house payments for two months? And we're licensed in more than 40 states. So what are you waiting for? Start saving money today at savewithconrad.com. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone, Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right this morning. How you doing, buddy? Man, better than I deserve. Mm, yeah, probably. But anyway, uh, you deserve a lot because we are certainly enjoying what we're doing and going back and, uh, taking a look at 1986 and, uh, 
Obviously, some of our featured players remain the same. Dusty Flair, Horseman, the Boogie Woogie Man, Shaska, Paul Jones, uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, the Rock and Roll Express, Jim Cornette. Am I missing anybody? Oh, the Russians and Magnum. Same players, but pretty good stories. And it's pretty interesting how they they kind of meld the storylines here, don't you think? I mean, you'll have Flair talking about Dusty and then talking about Ronnie Garvin as well. And and then talking about uh, uh, the Rock and Roll Express and then the Road Warriors talking about it. So anyway, they just kind of, it's not one major storyline, is it? Here. No, there's, there's a ton of storylines and I like that. They're all getting sort of interwoven. Everybody has their own sort of, uh, angle or direction. And I think when people talk about, this is probably important to mention because I feel like in wrestling so often people think about the two big booms as being, you know, the mid to late eighties. And then of course the late nineties with the attitude era. And one thing we hear consistently as a compliment about Vince Russo, because Lord knows everybody has their fair share of criticism, but it's not all negative. Um, he made everybody, everybody on the show had a storyline. Everybody on the show had a purpose. Every match on the show had stakes. Now, maybe he took it too far and there were too many gimmick matches and okay. That's a fair criticism, I suppose. But what it meant was the undercard mattered and everybody had a storyline and a place and I don't know. I just feel like, uh, that is probably a big reason that the company was so hot here. It's not just, well, if there's no flair and there's no dusty, what's the point in watching? There was something good with Magnum and there was something good with Arn, and there was something good with Ronnie Garvin and uh, obviously the midnights and Wahoo and Jimmy and just a ton. So they've made it matter. I mean, to the point that. My gosh, you and I have fallen in love with Pistol Pez Watley again. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. perhaps no better example than that. And Boogie Woogie, as we started the year, I was like, oh, Boogie Woogie. And now when I see him, I'm like, oh, that means Pez can't be far behind. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They knew how to, they, they, they really, and Dusty, of course, was a booker back then, but they really knew how to make Flair here, make the world yeah. champion here, and uh, make everybody want to, you know, everybody wanted a chance and flared it. And that was good because that's, that elevates the world title. And, and I get it where, you know, you're talking about Vince Russo and everybody mattered. Yeah. I always thought that was important. I yeah. remember back in 89, when I was with the uh, WWF back then that they had something as, as small as it may be, but when they would go to a pay-per-view, they would have something on TV about every matchup maybe an interview, a flying interview, uh, about every matchup. So they tried to elevate everything back then. And, uh, that that's good. And of course, here's another thing. The, the guys could, the guys could really work back then. And I, again, I'm not shitting on anybody today, but I mean, the guys back then worked every night. Right. And that meant, that meant something. Right. And uh, we don't have that now. Uh, and that's, and hopefully with the pandemic continues to release and get better, maybe we will, uh, get guys back on the road and girls back on the road to work every day. Cause that's really important. So a lot of things to unpack here, but it's good stuff. And we're kind of serious to start out our program here, which is unlike you and me. Well, I mean, listen, we're having a lot of fun talking about all things, 1986. And I think the reason you and I are a little more serious today, and I guess we can give everybody a peek behind the curtain. 
we drop these episodes two days early over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course on adfreeshows.com. but I'm saying all that to say some news happened between when we recorded last week's episode and last week's episode went wide everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your old pals, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And before we clicked record, you and I were talking about him off air and I realized, Hey, we never talked about this on the air. So right. I want to give you a minute just to talk about Mr. Canoodle who sadly is no longer with us. Yeah. Don Canoodle was, um, was a nice, was really one of the nicer guys. He was, he was not the best interview in the world, but when they had him work with uh, Sergeant Slaughter, he obviously he picked up his game and, uh, he was just a, a, a kid from, from up in uh, Burlington, North Carolina, around that area that loved wrestling and was a great amateur wrestler and just a very, very polite young man back when I knew him, he was a little older than me, but he was a polite young man. And, uh, he passed away at, at age 71. And, uh, I, I saw the tweet by, uh, by Dave Meltzer when he said that Don Cronodal was involved in probably the biggest angle ever in the Carolinas, uh, in 1983. Now, and this was right before I started working with them. This was the angle with Sergeant Slaughter and Don Cronodal against Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. And, uh, that, uh, I sent you a clip and it, the, all they, the, the, uh, the final battle or the final conflict, I can't remember exactly what it, I think it was the final conflict is a, it's on YouTube. It's in five different parts shows the exact match in the cage. And it was Greensboro Coliseum. And it was the, that night they turned thousands away. Now, now keep in mind, Greensboro Coliseum was the biggest venue back then. I'm not so sure how many it held. I think it held like 15, 16,000 people. And they turned thousands away that night. Uh, and it was just a great match. And, Cronodal and Sergeant Slaughter, they moved on. I found a there. I found a clip of me talking to Don Cronodal. Uh, they moved on, and Cronodal, you know, became a a baby face, waving the American flag and faced the Koloffs. And then they kind of then that was it for Don Cronodal in '85. They kind of phased him out, which kind of was, you know, kind of broke my heart because, and he was part of again part of my uh, growing up. So, uh, good guy. Saw him at the, uh, and, and you saw him too at the Ole Anderson. Um, here's, here's how a great, a, a person Don Cronoto is. Uh, we all went up the Ole Anderson roast is what I'm talking about. We all went up and, and shit on Ole, which is what you should do. El Don got up and started crying, started crying about, and it, we just gave you all kinds of shit. You're crying about Ole Anderson for crying out loud. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, w- when you hear about somebody passing, especially when it's a part of your watching wrestling, it takes away something from you. Yeah. So, uh, RIP Don Cronodal. And, uh, if you go, uh, on, uh, on YouTube and, uh, look up, uh, let's see if I can find it here. I think I sent it to you. It was called the, no, apparently I didn't send it to you. It's called something, the last battle, the last conflict. It's just, it's mid-Atlantic championship wrestling freaking at its best. Plus, if you listen to it, uh, David Crockett and, uh, and Bob Cottle called it. And I don't think it was really, I don't think it was really, uh, part of a TV show. 
but uh, they were calling the action, and it was it was very good, very well. A lot of blood. Well, you know, it's 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 sad to say that thoughts and prayers has almost become a cliche, but yeah, it is. Th- this is a guy that you know I, he was in his prime before I was watching wrestling, but I got to meet the real guy. You know, as an older gentleman, just a few years ago in Charlotte at the NWA Legends Fan Fest, uh, he he was fast friends with Jay Z, and uh, I, I got to hang out with those guys and, and have a few beers and a few laughs. And what a witty, personable, likable man! And and I I'm I'm in a weird spot as a wrestling fan because I got to know the man before I was familiar with his work. And right. as we start to see more of his stuff uh, drip out here. Uh, uh, that we're watching together, I'm going to have an even bigger appreciation. So I hope that he, I hope that he and his family now have peace and contentment. How's that? Yeah, I I do too. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put the, uh, the interview I did with Don Kernodal, uh, which is a real, just a small clip. Uh, I'm going to put that on, um, on Patreon. Uh, it's him talking about the Greensboro Coliseum and it was, uh, it was actually a very cool. I don't know if maybe I can uh, throw up the audio here right now. Let me try. Because you'll. Nope, can't do it. So there you go. Wait a minute. Maybe I can. See, I'm not too good at this, as you know. And I should be because I'm on. You brag about being an audio engineer every week here on the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, here it goes. The, the funny voice you're going to hear is me talking. Okay. And it's a lights out cage match flag versus flag. The proud of the USA, Don Cronuto and Ivan Koloff. Fellow Americans, I appreciate your support, sir. Your support and you've asked for a cage match. Well, here it is tomorrow in the Greensboro Coliseum. Koloff, you know it all started in a cage right here. I'm going to take you. I'm going to run your whole head all over this thing. And I'm going to beat you once and for all right there in the Greensboro Coliseum. Follow my fellow Americans. You know, I understand that Russia's a little hot at you because you're not getting the job done. Well, let me tell you something. Tomorrow in the Greensboro Coliseum, I'm going to win the flag and the match. And you're going back to Russia. So there it is. Did you hear that? That was great. You're going back to Russia. I love that. Yeah. I, 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 I love that too. Good stuff. So, so yeah, RIP Don Cardoto and I found that and I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm going to share that and, uh, it's, it's worth watching. If you love the history of, of Jim Crockett promotions, which obviously this is kind of what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, you'll love Don Cardoto and Sergeant Slaughter. And that was, I think, according to what I read from Meltzer, uh, they did that angle uh, so Sergeant Slaughter uh, could move on to the WWE. And, of course, he did and became a you know big star up there. Uh, but he was a big star with the Crockett's prior to that. Well, I don't know what else to say. Um, I wish I had some sort of smooth transition of how to move on to talking about wrestling from 1986. But that is why we're here. We're yep. going to be watching May 24th, 1986, that edition of World Championship Wrestling. Much longer show than we've had recently, too, Tony. It feels like the old network version of these shows was trimmed down to like an hour. But yep. here we've got like an hour and 25 minutes, so this should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, actually, more than anything, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where we're at with the uh, Best of Seven series. I don't think we've announced that. We're just kind of like... Uh, Supposed to have a press conference coming up. Maybe it's going to be this week with the Russians, because uh, that's what Ivan and uh, and uh, Magnum said at the end of the show last week. I'm not going very far. I'm in a rush. It's too uncomfortable. Sometimes I just forget.
Don't kid yourself. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. If you use any of these excuses or any others, you're putting yourself at risk for injury or death. In 2019, nearly 10,000 people were unbuckled when they were killed in crashes. That's 43% of people killed in motor vehicle crashes that were not wearing seatbelts. No matter what kind of vehicle you drive, wearing your seatbelt is the best defense in a crash. Even when you sit in the back seat, you still need to buckle up. That goes for when you ride in taxis and use ride-sharing services as well. Law enforcement are on the lookout and writing tickets, so why take the risk? Seatbelts save lives, so do the smart thing and buckle up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Now, why is that? Because what they sell at the stores is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are the best for you. So where do you start? Here's where you start. Introducing Grove Collaborative. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove Collaborative takes the guesswork out of going green. Browse the site for thousands of home, beauty, and personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. Join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your very first order. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. For a limited time, when What Happened When listeners go to grove.co slash WHW, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more. But you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash WHW to get your exclusive order. That's grove.co slash WHW. One thing I've always known is I've tried to navigate this life of finances and paying bills and staying ahead of things is that Credit Karma has always been there to help me make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more, right? Well, I'm all in. I've got a Credit Karma money spend account. It's a way to get rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over three, count them, $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Well, without further ado, uh, let's, uh, let's do this watch along here. It's May 24th, 1986. And if you'd like to watch along with us, let me make, if I can, I want to suggest that you just check the comments and there might be something in there that would help you watch along with us again. 
I know this isn't been, uh, this hasn't been uploaded to Peacock, but if you look around, not too terribly far, somewhere in the comments, you'll see a link to watch along with us. And I'm hopeful that this gets back to normal sooner rather than later. I mean, I, uh, I know that they're still adding stuff. I don't know that you saw, but a bunch of old wrestling challenge stuff from 1986 mm-hmm. popped up and it wasn't stuff that was even on the old version of the network. There's even more like new stuff. So like the debut mm-hmm. of demolition and all that, that's all on the network. So I'm glad to know they're working on old archive stuff, but man, I'm hoping they throw up some more Jim Crockett sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to go into this again, uh, into this little argument, uh, tirade of mine again, plug it in. It's on, it's on a server somewhere. Do a, plug do it a in. link, do a link to it, link it, plug it in. That was so fun when he flipped out the other day, uh, link, t- link it up fuckers, Fl- plug it in, plug it in. Just it's, it's on a server. It's not like you got to digitize it. It's been digitized. Plug it in. Uh, let me mention too. We have a big announcement that we should be able to make next week right here on the show. Actually, we might have two, right? We might have uh, something that's going to bring a lot of content and value to our show. Yeah. And then we might have an announcement regarding a pretty special event. Shall we? Sure. Absolutely. And I hope this announcement will shut Adam DeMoy up. But I know that won't happen. I was going to say that's a tall ask right there, my friend. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you and I allowed a troll to be amongst us, but we did. So there you go. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get going, man. It's uh, May 24th, 1986. Uh, Tony, do we have a, a special countdown today? We got a real special countdown today. You ready? I'm ready. Howdy, folks. Double J here. That's right. That's J E double F J A double R E double T. That's Double J Jeff Jarrett. And I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast. That's right. It's my world with Jeff Jarrett. But now, huh, why don't we do a little countdown and a little watch along with Tony and Conrad? So listen up, slap nuts. It's in three, two, one, roll it. This is Baltimore. Dude, can you believe that just the noise? I know. Fans were, golly, they were so hot for this. And as you said, that's the main event from Baltimore, May 17th, 1986, the Saturday prior to this. And now the road warriors and dusty roads are your six man tag team champions, besting the Russians. And, uh, here we go. Look who it is going to be styling and profiling onto the screen. Looking only mm. as he can look the world championship wrestling. I'm David Crockett with me. Is Tony Schiavone. Tony, we've got it. We have got new champions, new world champions, new world six man tag team champions. David, we saw a portion of it right at the top of the program. The new world six man tag team champions are the Road Warriors and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And they defeated the Russians, Ivan and Nikita Kolov and Baron Von Raschke in Baltimore in a tremendous event. That it was. We've got all the best wrestlers in the world. And we talk about the change in the world six man tag team champions. We look at this right here. 
This is the championship belt of the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. He's standing right there. What you better do is put that camera on GQ magazine because this, ladies and gentlemen, before I start talking about professional wrestling, is what's going on woo, in the world of fashion. For any of you young gentlemen in the audience out there interested, you can pick one of these up for about $1,500 at Michael's of Kansas City. Now, let's get back to the championship scene. Unfortunate as it may be, the Russians are no longer the world six-man tag team champions. And the awesome road warriors, we're talking about Animal and Hawk and the great American Dream Dusty Rhodes are now the world six-man tag team champions. But, and don't let me take anything away from them because to represent woo, the National Wrestling Alliance and be called a world champion in any capacity is a tremendous feat. But I still happen to be and to the dismay of a lot of you out there, the world's single heavyweight wrestling champion, making $1 million a year, passing through life in jet airplanes, limousines, fine clothes, and any woman in the world I want just like that. You know why? Because woo, I'm the world champion, and little Ricky Morton, as cute as he might be with his throngs of little teeny boppers in their training underwear, really isn't getting it done. And Dusty Rhodes, a great tag team wrestler, but Big Dust, you can't beat me. Magnum, you and your motorcycle jacket and your skinny little arms, you can't beat me. Ric Flair, believe it or not, can't be beat. Now, Road Warrior Hawk, with that massive body like a Greek god and the brains of Jethro Bodine. The next time I see you, Hawk, it's gonna be Philadelphia. And I'm gonna slap you in the face and I'm gonna take that respirator off your back that enabled you to breathe for 30 minutes of what I'm gonna hand out, Big Daddy, and that's World Championship form. Woo, like it or not, I'm styling and profiling, and I'm the best there is. The heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. We also have a great American Bash 86 update here today. We're gonna talk about a very special city that will kick off the bash. Let's go to the ring. How about Steve Regal here? With George South, this is a deep cut. I don't think we've seen much Steve Regal on the program. I don't think we have. And this is not Lord Steven Regal either. No, no. This is uh yeah. this is a different one. Hey, yeah. Oh, how much did you love Rick always had these like go to lines, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And any woman I want. You always yeah. knew the big snap was coming afterwards. That was like a a crutch of his. I dug it. Yeah, it was. It was. I love the Jeff Rowe Bodine uh yeah. <laughs> Think about Hawk's brain. For those of you who don't know who Jethro Bodine is, most of you listening here do, but obviously he was with the Beverly Hillbillies and was the quote unquote meathead, so to speak. Uh, there's JJ in the inset. He's going to really bring this match down. So, uh, 
I, uh, but I love that. And I love the fact that he was talking about how Hawk blows up, you know, take that respirator off your back and go 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little inside baseball. Absolutely. There, so. It was. Yeah. He's having fun. Yeah, he is. It was good. Good, good stuff. And, uh, so, uh, you know what? I remember Steve Regal kind of, well, here's the thing. He debuted a week prior to this at the uh-huh. Baltimore show. We just saw a clip of where the right. uh, road warriors won the six man strap. So he's only been with the company about a week at this point. Yeah. And, uh, he's actually going to leave for the WWF on September 4th. So he's only here for a cup of coffee, you know, okay. m- mid May to early September. Mm-hmm. And did he wrestle as Steve Regal in the WWF? Say again. Did he wrestle as Steve Regal in the WWF? I yeah, mean, I believe, he... I believe so. I mean, he didn't have like what I would call a push. Yeah. Cause again, that's why I really don't remember him that much. So, well, you may that... have seen him before, you know, he bounced all over. Uh, he was uh, like a territory guy, but he was everywhere in the, in yeah. the mid eighties, Florida, uh, the Pacific Northwest. I think the mm-hmm. AWA, I mean, he, he's a guy that I've seen clips of all over the place. Right. AWA is where I'm remembering from, I believe. But when he goes to the WWF, I think he's primarily like, I think they call him enhanced enhancement talent. Oh yes. He put guys over. There you go. And speaking of putting guys over, how about George South here? One of the all time mm-hmm. greats at that, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, George, uh, has trained many, many, uh, wrestlers today. Uh, one of, uh, his prized pupils and one who really is. Uh, really a big backer of his is big swole who works for us in AEW, uh, and, uh, George, uh, a very, uh, Christian guy, uh, and a good guy and a guy that knew how to, you know, I always thought guys back in this day who knew how to put guys over were great workers. They all were right. And George South was one gene Ligon was another one. Um, I guess to a certain extent, the Italian stallion was, uh, but uh, guys that you see all these, these, these guys are like our regular enhancement guys, George South. Yeah. Some of these guys that would show up on Saturday morning, especially ones that Ronnie Garvin would beat up. They didn't have much experience at all. And so Garvin would get pissed off and then he'd beat the fuck out of them, which was always entertaining for us. Sure. We love seeing guys really get beat up. Uh, by the way, I, uh, uh speaking of Don Cronodal, uh, Don was trained by Ole and Gene, mm. which means he got shit beat out of him on his training. He was one of those kids from North Carolina who thought he could be a wrestler, yeah. right? And they would take him to like the Greensboro Coliseum, which is now the Bojangles Arena, and they would make him run the steps and beat the shit out of him. And he came back the next day, wanted to do it again. So that's how he became a wrestler. So he went, really, Cronodal was the kid going through the school of hard knocks. Right. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's why he cried about, oh, here's Magnum with these skinny little arms. You know, I've been analyzing the situation between the key to call off of myself, trying to figure out why a week out and week on, he comes out here and talks about what he wants to accomplish about United States heavyweight championship. Yet they do nothing about it. And I've come to the conclusion that it's all a master plan of Ivan Koloff's because he realizes that somewhere down the line, his nephew maybe has had a little of the edge taken off of him. When he first came here, he kind of subscribed to the Spartan way of life. He trained in a dungeon, very diligent training, man that stayed to himself. But maybe a little bit of the good life getting into Kia Koloff. Maybe he's seeing a little bit of a different way of life here in America that he'd never seen before. 
Maybe he's not quite as hungry as Ivan is to see the United States be put down by the USSR. Well, Nikita, regardless of what's going on in your mind, I know that Ivan won't stop until he sees his nephew unhand this from me. Now, you got our pref press conference going on. Big things, big news, want the whole world to see us signing. Well, that's just fine, too, because we've talked about it just about as long as you can possibly do it. It's time for some action. It's time for all the people out there in the world to see this confrontation. It's time once and for all for the United States heavyweight champion to meet the Russian nightmare, meet the challenge that you presented, and watch you go down. We'll be back right after this timeout. I mean, I know it's not as uh, tongue in cheek and fun as, as when Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes or Jim Cornette do it, but man, Magnum's got to be right up there with some of the best promos of the time, but maybe not so much with these guys. Tony, why don't you have a little fun with this Russian promo? Okay. We're talking, uh, better dead than red is what the science says. Uh, I don't know if you can read English or not, Ivan, but he was talking, uh, Magnum was talking about a press conference. Yeah. He was also talking about my nephew, Nikita. And the fact that he was living the life and wasn't really into it. You see, they it's what you call ribbing on the square in in English. That's what we talk about in wrestling, ribbing on the square. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the fact that Nikita, to my right, is in love. He's in love with Miss Alabama. Now, I want to clarify that he's in love with Miss Alabama and not the state of Alabama. There are two different things. Because Miss Alabama is like one lady in the state of Alabama. Anyway, so he's not in love with the state of Alabama. He's in love with Miss Alabama. And that's why for a time, you saw Nikita here wearing shirts. He weared, oh, look at that sign. He weared uh, polo shirts and button-up shirts. And finally, someone in the back said, you dumb Russian fuck, show off your traps, show off your pecs, show off your biceps and triceps, show off the muscle. And finally, he got the word that he had to show off his muscle. So now we have him out here in a singlet, and he looks big, and he looks bigger than ever before. But yes, just like every athlete, once a lot of that effort starts coming out the head of the dick, uh, then uh, you're not going to be as... Uh, what, how I should say, how you say, how do you say it? Uh, head of Dick. Well, anyway, uh, he's not going to, so, uh, wait, wait just a second. We're, we want to talk about the best of seven series. We've been talking about it all the time. You want to talk about that. He's been having sex. He didn't look like way he's having. So look at him, look at him, just look at him, look at him. He's big. Look at him. Uh, are, are you, st look at him, look at him, look at him. Would you stop with that? Look at him shit. I were looking at him. The camera's looking at him. As a matter of fact, you, he doesn't even understand what you're saying in English and he can speak English and most people can't. Well, here's the fact is he has been in love and he's not as focused as he should be, but if they want a best of seven series, as long as it's okay with Miss Alabama sitting in the front row out here, then it's okay with us. It's okay with the Kremlin. Hey, you know what? Kremlin doesn't even watch this show. They don't even know who you are. Even though you've got a green jacket, they don't know who you are. I know you, David Crockett. I know you're one of the owners of the company. And I know that, did you know that I was, uh, that I headlined Madison Square Garden one time? Nikita Koloff never did that. Never. I just want to say that we need to get this over quickly because me and Miss Alabama have a lunch date here in Alabama, Jocks and Jills. Yes, that's right. I came to this country. Well, not really. I came from Minnesota and I was in love. And you know what? Think about this. 
when you're in love, it's the most important part of your life. Not bumping in the ring, not pissing people off. Well, fans, I have no idea what we just said. Let's go back to the ring. Is that one of the longer Russian promos you've had to do? Like, it felt like it just kept going. <laughs> David got involved in it, buddy. And where's our opponent? Oh, here he comes in. Okay. I think they wanted Jimmy to walk in. You know, most people started in the ring. Yeah. They wanted Jimmy to walk in. I, I almost wonder if that was his request. It could have been. Yep. It Maybe he been. wanted the pop and he wanted mm -hmm. the camera to see him strutting in. Yeah. It feels like it would have been his request Whereas some of the other guys were maybe less focused on that and more like, yeah, whatever. I'll just go wait in the ring. I don't care. Yeah. And he obviously his music, which at that time, and of course it's not on the network was ZZ tops, a sharp dressed man was a very good theme song and well, it always preceded him in. Right. Well, and he had these fancy jackets and gloves and right. he wants his, I mean, this is part of the act, his, yeah. his girl, you know, patting him down and prepping him and. Yeah, so it's part of the presentation. Yeah, I get it. Uh, again, we've talked so much about him. Just great family man. Um, I great think he guy. Had a, I think he had a couple of, I think he had girls. I think he and Patty had girls. I don't think he had any boys. I think they had like two or three girls. I'm not sure. I'm just doing by memory and it's, don't know. Hey, let me Look step out. I think this show we're watching might be mislabeled or perhaps um, the history of WWE. Mm -hmm. uh, dot com doesn't have it. Oh, okay. No, you know what? There it is. It's a, they don't have a rundown. Hmm. So uh. that's my bad. The history of WWE, by the way, is where I've been looking up uh, the results here. But they don't have a rundown of this show. Just the other syndicated really? show. Yeah. Really? So they the the people who run that website are kind of fucked, aren't they? Oh no, they missed one day, Tony. Come on. No, no, you shouldn't. If if you're going to have a website that chronicles the history of this, there's a brain buster. It's over. You <laughs> should have each and every one down. You can, you can load up YouTube and watch it. You can scroll through it. Shouldn't be any trouble. Do your freaking job. Come on. Your freaking job. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you, you became Mill Mascaris today. Do your freaking job. <laughs> I think okay. we're getting a promo. Here we go. Do you want to hear this one? Or do you want to track yeah, it? Yeah, I want to hear it. I love Jimmy. Come on, Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, I'm a busy man. I don't have a lot of time, but I like to tell the world that everything I've said out here, I've done. <laughs> I said I didn't like the chief, and I said I was going to beat his brains out, and I did. I said I was going to drop him on his head, and I did. Now you know he's like one of them big palmetto bug roaches. You hit it on the head, you think you killed it. You come back an hour later, and it's gone. It's crawling around looking for you. Well, Wahoo McDaniels, you remind me of a roach. And I'm going to tell you right now, all these people talk about Indians, how they were raised, and everything you hear about strap matches. Well, <laughs> the story behind that is the strap matches aren't what you people have seen. A strap match is when you bend a big Indian over and you beat his butt with a big, thick leather strap. And Wahoo McDaniels, I'm going to give you a warning right now. If you don't get out of my gorgeous hair, I'm going to go get one of them straps. And I'm going to beat you over right here on national television. And I'm going to whip you like your daddy used to whip you. I, I, don't, I don't know if you want to talk about a strap when you talk about Wahoo McDaniel. Let's go to the ring. In the ring now. Nikita Kodolf, the Russian nightmare. Isn't that great that the crowd, no matter what? Yeah. I mean, that's just 
decades old, the old USA chant. Oh yeah, it is. My favorite is when they would do it, you know, with, cause they hated, you know, a guy from Russia or whatever, Yeah. but he'd be mm. wrestling a Canadian Yeah. and they're chanting <laughs> USA. It's like, come on guys. USA. Well, they were telling him, you know, this is where you are. Fucker USA, USA. Uh, and so, but you know, sometimes it's like, we're pulling for the other guy. Now, of course, nobody's really pulling for this guy. No, <laughs> I love Jimmy. I'm glad we listened to Jimmy Garvin's interview. Big old pal, Melody bug. You stomp, you think he'd kill you. You come back and he's gone. It's tremendous. <laughs> you don't pick him up and flush him or like my wife would do with paper towel and flush him. You, you stomp him, just let him sit there. And you come back later and he's gone. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lois doesn't stomp the bugs. Mm. Lois no, doesn't she... capture them and scoot them outside and release them and say, you're free. You're free. Uh, uh but instead no. flushes them down the toilet. Here's what she does because she is petrified. I mean, fucking petrified of roaches petrified. And thank God, you know, we've got uh, exterminators that come into it once a month to try to Help us with that, but man, she'll scream. I'll come and stomp it, and then she'll say, "Pick it up," and I'll say, "You pick it up," and she will pick it up and then flush it down the commode. Here's Great American Bash. There's the one from '85. Uh, Update: The Great American Bash. America's birthday party. That's what it is. And the Great American Bash, as you know, kicks off on July 1st in Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. And what a great facility Veterans Stadium is, David. You know, the Phillies won the World Series there back in 1980. The Eagles play there. The Army-Navy football game is played there. One of the prime facilities in the country. And it's going to kick off the Great American Bash. And what a kickoff it's going to be because the greatest wrestlers in the world are going to be there. Also, Joe Ely is going to be there. Darryl McClinic. Delbert McClinton, fireworks, skydivers. It's a great day just to bring out the family early, maybe have a tailgate party outside, plenty of parking, and then enjoy the Great American Bash because the very best in wrestling will be there that day. That's right, and the family is going to have fun. And that, that's the whole point of it. This is going to be a family affair. It's going to be the nation's birthday party. We want you to join us and celebrate it. And remember, Veterans Stadium on July 1st, it kicks off a whole month of the Great American Bash. It'll be coming your way in Veterans Stadium. Let's go to the ring. So Wahoo going to be taking on Butch Cooper. What's mm, your Butch. favorite Butch Cooper match? Well, I don't think it, I don't, this may be the only Butch Cooper match. Cause I think just about the, after he's going to go through that ass kicking right now, I think he's going to retire from wrestling. Butch doesn't look too good in his tights here. Got a saggy ass tights, you know? And okay. Oh God. <sighs> Wahoo. Let me go. Okay. <laughs> He <laughs> took me over. I'm going to try to do a little amateur wrestling with him. Whoops. Oh, shit. Shouldn't have done that. He can amateur wrestle too. <sighs> On the ropes. God, okay. Just don't shit my pants. Here we go. Okay. You want to lock up? All right. There we go. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm tied up. Don't chop me for God's sake. Don't chop me. Don't. <laughs> okay, I'll sell that a little bit. No, I'll tie up with maybe I should have tied up with him. He's pissed off. Got me in a side headlock. Ooh. He cinched it up. Uh, Wahoo. Wahoo. Karen's really a nice lady. I 
I'm going to try these knee lifts. I know they look like shit, but it's the only thing. Oh, fuck on top of the fucking head. I'll just stay down. No, I'll get up like a dumb fucker. Oh, fuck. Not on the peck. I ain't got much of a peck anyway. Oh, help me. You guys in the stands. Oh, he's picked me up by the beard. Oh, God. He's got his thumb up my ass. Oh, God. Backbreaker. Okay, I'll stay down for three. No, what the fuck was my foot doing on the rope? Jesus, I didn't mean to uh, pull up. Okay, I'll hook up with you again. Oh, I, wow, you're, you were my favorite growing up. I, oh, you, uh, I, I know. Tell me that story about you uh, walking 10 miles for a case of beer. Oh, fuck. Same peck. <laughs> I'm blowed up. No, oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to stay down now. I'm going to stay down now. Don't pick me up. God damn it. I was going to stay down. Not the double underhook. Oh, oh, well, that wasn't too bad. I'll stay down now. One, two, three. Fuck. Earn my 25 bucks today. I can tell you that. I'm going to get a case of beer and tell my friends how I beat the fuck out of Wahoo. Dude, that might be uh, one of my favorite things you've ever done on the show. The <laughs> the subconscious of uh, of the, the inner dialogue of these enhancement talent. Oh, and here we go. We're going to need a nap. Blanchard and James <laughs> well, I want to put everything in its proper perspective. Uh, this thing with Garvin, I think, has totally gotten out of hand. Ronnie Garvin said he had an injured hand, come out here week after week with with just gobs of tape and who knows what hidden underneath the wrappings of the tape, knocking people silly, hit Mr. Blanchard every opportunity that he had in a very feeble, desperate attempt to try and take the national heavyweight title. Well, everything failed. And I only took as much as I could, then I went to Geigel and said, look, let's produce an x-ray, his hand's broken, and let's get him out of the ring till it heals, or let's get the tape off the hand and have him out there competing on the same level with everybody else. So finally, somebody saw a little daylight, made him take the tape off, and it made it a little bit rough for Mr. Garvin because he couldn't push his way around. Now he's changed gears, realizing that he's got to try something else to try and take the national title. So now he's saying, okay, you can tape your fist so I can tape my fist. Well, Mr. Blanchard throws a good punch. He doesn't need to tape his hand. He doesn't need the aid. The fact is he's a national champion. It says wrestling on the belt, and that's what he is. He's a classic wrestler, and as far as I'm concerned, there's nobody here, including Mr. Garvin. Garvin that can put his shoulders down for the three count. So let's stop the talk about tape and fist because frankly, I don't want to subject Mr. Blanchard to that type of a match where he could suffer a serious injury as it is. He's finding it very difficult to talk today because he's already been punched in the throat by Ronnie Garvin a couple of times and it's affected his vocal cords. This man's a very popular individual. He should be able to stand out here and say what he wants without the hindrance of having to suffer at the hands of Mr. Garvin. What's up with that, man? We didn't hear from Tully at all. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, the only thing I can tell you is that Tully would tell JJ, I don't feel like talking today. Oh, okay. You take, you do it all. So that, that would be it. Cause Tully would talk if he wanted to. That's the only rationale I can come up with. And I'm, I, I probably am pretty right on there. You see our hall of famer, Teddy long mm. taking out the uh, shirts there. Uh, and here we go. The Mulkies. Hmm. Saw the Mulkies, didn't we? At uh, Boy, time gets away from me, but I was talking about Don Cronodal and the Ole Anderson roast and 
the NWA Fan Fest. Uh, and how many years ago was that? It was 20, what, 16? I'm not sure. Five, five years ago. When yeah, he, it was right before. It was probably, it's where you saw me and then you came up with a, uh, the email at the first of the year, I think. So I'm thinking it's 2016. I'm not sure if you did, uh, the event there in 2015 or 16. Okay. I did. I just did one. I know that. Okay. So. Well that, yeah, I mean, it may have been. I'm not sure if it was 15 or 16. Jim Valley is listening to the show right now. He would know he was the, uh, the host that day and shout out to Jim. I know he recently got to visit with you guys at AEW and yeah, he's, uh, I had quite the story this last year and he's got an awesome, uh, selection of t-shirts over at pro wrestling tees. And I know that's come in handy. Yeah. And, uh, he had a, uh, GoFundMe page, uh, that, uh, we, I became a week, we became a part of, and, uh, Jim Valley is. You know, I mean, uh, look, uh, the, the butts and seats story comic book that's coming out and it's going to come out, uh, you know, in the fall, uh, they're, they're still finishing it up right now. Going to go to the New York comic con and a uh, debut it there. Uh, obviously you're in it. Uh, Cody's in it. Jim Valley's in it. Um, uh, people who, you know, are instrumental, uh, Tony Khan instrumental in uh, Bruce Pritchard is in it, uh, people, uh, bringing my career back and, and Jim Valley's one of them, just, uh, one of the good guys he is there's in this, uh, in this wrestling sport that we have, and I'm talking about in the wrestlers and the people who are outside of wrestling and Jim Valley, one of them, obviously you're one of them, uh, really instrumental in me coming back. Couldn't do it without him. You know, we, we saw a rock and roll express match last week where ding, 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 double drop kick, ding, ding, yep. ding. And now we're actually seeing a match. Well, if you recall last week, we had an hour show. Yeah. And uh, again, I wasn't sure if that was me making a mistake at the end of it, or maybe they just slipped in a, because we would have a one hour championship wrestling show mm. on Saturday mornings. It was called championship wrestling. And then the two hour show was called world championship wrestling. And then we developed a Sunday night show. Um, so I'm not sure if they slipped in an episode of championship wrestling or not, but the reason the drop double drop kick went quickly was an hour show. They had to get it done. And again, the most important part of what we do here on these shows, the interviews, not the wrestling, right? Cause we want to bring you into the arenas, but now they are a guy in front's got his, and on his chin, he's very interested in this match. <laughs> it looks like he's setting up for a glamour shot. <laughs> you remember when like uh chicks used to go put on the funny cowboy hat and the denim jacket with the the yeah. uh the shit hanging off the sleeves, the fringe, and they Yeah. Did you ever go to glamour shots? No, I'm a dude. I went to glamour shots one. Oh, day. I can't wait to hear this story. No, I did. You know, uh as I was, was did you lose a bet? Was it a rib? No, I was told I was told that, you know, for your resume, you have to go get a very nice picture made. And I did. Okay. Well, I'll give you a pass on that. Okay. I thought it was like you and Lois as farmers or something, you know, (laughs) here we go, buddy. Our man, Shaska, (laughs) let's just track and see if we can hear him yelling. And Shaska's manager, (laughs) Paul Jones. That sign you saw right there, I'm sure it speaks for all. Dude, he just oozes charisma. If nothing yeah. else, I'm just so glad we watched 86. 
for the promos and, and reintroducing the world and myself to Shaska Wally. It's so fun. He went, he went over and said, you sucker to him. <laughs> and it's just Gene Ligon. He's beating up. Uh, no, it's not. I thought, well, it, I'm not so sure who it is. Nah, it's Gene. Gene wouldn't sell like that. He's spitting at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pez, man. Talking to Aaron over on the Aaron show, he says, uh, uh, in real life, Watley was a bad dude. You mean kick your ass, bad dude? Yeah, not bad person. I mean, yeah. you know, haku like not to be messed with. Right, right. Yeah. Well, he's a power lifter. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if he was, you know, eight inches taller, mm-hmm. you got to think Vince would have had, oh my God, just, I mean, the charisma is just tripping off the guy. He's just not the tallest guy in the ring. Right. Yeah. That's it. If he'd have been taller, you're right, man. If he'd have been the height of like, let's say Bobo Brazil, right. Nope. Uh, he would have been was a mountain of a man though, man. He was something else, buddy. I, and look at this. And I used to love Bobo's promos, man. And this is back again, back in the seventies, back in my childhood, he used to come in. He said, I'm here to get on. I'm here at Midland championship wrestling for one thing. I'm under the flares and the blackjacks and the old big mulligan. Try to put that claw on my head. I'll give you the cocoa butt. I loved Robo Brazil, buddy. He didn't do much in the ring. He just kind of stood there, but loved him. Hobo Brazil. Holy shit. It's funny with the names of the past will invoke memories. Oh yeah. In your head. Oh yeah. This guy's fucking overselling shit. He doesn't want to get up, man. <laughs> he well, he's probably down. like, Hey, pin me, pay me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He just down kicking his fucking legs. <laughs> so I'll just pick you up again. Sucker. Well, in fairness, you know, he may Shaska may have said, now, listen, you stay down. I'll come get you. Yeah. That's, because he's wanting a hot dog to the fans, you know? Yep. That's. You're probably exactly right on that. Good call. Cause you don't want it to go the other way up, down, up, down, up, down. Then right. it's like, man, he ain't selling nothing. Right now. Paul Jones is going to stomp him or do something. He's probably thinking, thank goodness. It's Paul Jones. <laughs> I know he won't hurt me for real. Yeah. Paul knows how to work. I'm just saying Paul, Paul's giving him love taps there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, know. the old the old school guys, uh, when they worked with each other, obviously didn't lay it in as much as they do now. Of course not. No. Now they just say lay it in. And you know what I think the late you know what I think this all lay it in stuff came from? What? Ric Flair and the chops and Ronnie Garvin. And I, I think guys go back and look at that stuff and they say, Man, Flair used to lay those chops in and Garvin used to lay them in. Let's lay them in. I really think that has an impact on kids today. Yeah, and you think I'm wrong? No. There's one, two, three. So now they fucking really fucking hit each other. And it was <clears throat> Heenan would always get get angry with the guys that would lay him in or really hit each other. Yo, it's me, D D P Diamond Dallas Page, the King of Bada Bing, the Master of the Diamond Cutter, the three-time World Champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and founder and CEO of DDP Yoga, better known today as DDPY. Why? 
I'll tell you why, because I want people to stop calling it just effing yoga. That's why. Now pay attention. Hit pause on your watch along right now. And I'll tell you when to hit play again in just a moment. How many subscription services are you paying for each month? Do you even know? Subscriptions add up. And sometimes we don't notice those little monthly deductions from our bank accounts. Did you sign up for a bunch of subscription services during quarantine? I know I did. I think, I think I signed up for all of them, but now that we're headed back into the real world, do you really need, or does your family really need or use all those apps and streaming video services? Probably not. 80% of people have subscriptions that they don't even know about. They literally signed up and they forgot about it. Are you one of them? What are you doing to save money and take control of your finances? How do you track all of your bill payments and budgets? Are you still using clunky Excel spreadsheets? Is your desk covered with scattered post-it notes? Here's the pro tip. Truebill is the smartest way to manage your finances. They have an easy to use app. You can review your recurring charges all in one place, and you can even cancel subscriptions directly through the app. They have a variety of tools to help customers improve their finances. You can create a monthly budget and expenses. You can track and evaluate savings goals. You can automate savings. So you choose how much you put away weekly. You can even get push notifications when you're getting close to going over your budget or when your cash is running low. And you can even better than all that easily identify fraudulent activity. And you want to know about that right away. They offer multiple ways to save you on your bills. That's just the true bill way, man. Oh, and check this out. Work with many of the nation's top providers to negotiate and lower your bills. You're going to enjoy bank level security. You're going to feel good about your finances. And people tend to think they spend like $80 a month on subscriptions, but in actuality, it's close to like $200 a month. Truebill has saved its users more than $50 million. They've got over 1 million users. Go read their rave reviews right now for yourself at truebill.com. Check this out. The average person saves $720 per year with Truebill. And Conrad, our listeners can get started today at Truebill.com slash win. Take control of your finances and start saving at Truebill.com slash win. That's W-H-E-N. That's Truebill.com slash win. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Oh, Hey, real quick. I wanted to tell you what Matthew in Pennsylvania wrote. I had a great experience at SaveWithConrad.com. I worked with Derek and he quickly answered any questions I had. Being able to text him directly made things so much easier than having to wait on phone calls or schedule meetings at the bank. Being able to do everything from home was extremely convenient. I was in a tough spot with the pandemic going on, but it looks like everything is going to work out for me just in time. I would definitely recommend Conrad and his team to anyone looking for mortgage help. How can we help you? You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket, but you do need 10 minutes at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. We're licensed in more than 40 states, and you even get to skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Okay, stand by. Hit play now. Oh, here we go. Champs. Let's track it.
American Dream, Bessie Rhodes, to take home the trophy. Congratulations. Indeed, Tony, it was a great night in Baltimore, Maryland, as the Legion of Doom did just what they said they were going to do. With Dusty Rhodes, we faced the Russians in a cage, and we won the titles, and we're darn happy about it, Tony. I've been talking with uh, Dusty's lawyer, Henry Gonzalez, in uh, Tampa, Florida, and we're going to defend this title within 30 days. We're very proud of this, Tony. And as everybody can see, necessity was the mother of invention. And with Dusty Rhodes and the Legion of Doom, well, look, baby doll. Baby doll is out here with us. Listen, I hate to interrupt your precious interview time. I know that it's very, very expensive to you. But I just want to thank you guys. I swear, I have been to a lot of parties in my time, but the victory party you threw for us in Baltimore was totally awesome. I mean, I have been to some parties, and you guys just blew the lid off of all of them. Thank you. Cornette, <laughs> I'll advise you of one thing. Remember this picture. It could be your doomsday. And also, um, Dusty Rhodes has named June Kiss the Road Warrior Month. So, girls, they're all yours. That's right, Jimmy Kernan. Like the lady said, take a look because you'll never forget it. We're the world six man champions now. Next on our list are become the tag team champions of the world. And Ric Flair said it's Kiss Road Warrior Month. My brother Hawk has something like you to kiss. I wish I could tell the people what it is, but TV don't permit me. Ric Flair, in a short time, you're gonna find out how hell-bent and twisted I really am. You're out here, all you're concerned about is girls, girls, and more girls. Well, the only reason you get any girls and any town you go to is because there's a man shortage in every town you go to. And the second reason is, I'm gonna let the people in on a little secret. Another reason you're chasing girls is because your boyfriend, Brucey, kicked you out of the commune. Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors are street people. That's why we won that six-man trophy right here, because we've been on the streets all our life, and we know what it's all about. Tough people come to the streets. Tell that to the Russians. They ought to know what I'm talking about. Now listen up here, Flair. Philadelphia's where we're gonna end it all. And another little trophy for the Road Warriors. The championship belt. That's what we want. We want it all, and we'll have it all. Tell them. We'll be back right after this timeout. All right. Lots unpacked there with baby doll and making June kiss a road warrior month. Wow. That was odd to me. Oh, so random. Yeah. That, that made him soft. This okay. is going to be great right here. This guy's been insulting me all day and I can't stand, I can't stand him. I can shut up, you idiots. They got in here for free, but we ought to pay him to leave. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm upset about several things. Everybody heard. I'm sure you heard, Tony. Baby Doll came out here last week. Baby Doll wants to get in the ring with me, okay? Can you believe that? 
Baby doll, I've told you before, the ring is no place for a woman. Now what you better do is you better think about what's going on because I'll admit you're a big girl, baby doll, but the plain fact of the matter is just like there's no team in wrestling that can beat the Midnight Express, there ain't no woman in the world that can beat a man at a wrestling match. I don't care who it is. I don't care what the circumstances. The Great American Bash this summer, she wants to get in one of those 70,000 seat stadiums and embarrass me, she said. Well, let me tell you something. Speaking about embarrassment, I'm the master of humiliation, darling. If you mess with me, you might not only get humiliated, you might get hurt. Now, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.R., should I say the James boys, think they're outlaws from 1870. Well, I hope you're listening, and I hope you realize what the word bounty means, Dusty and Magnum, because that's exactly what it's come down to. My mama has sent me a $50,000 check. That all I got to do, $50,000, you never even seen that much money in print, much less in person. And all I got to do is give it over to Bobby and Dennis, and all they got to do to cash it is take the mask off the James boys, prove that it's Dusty and Magnum, and then they'll get fined, they'll get suspended, and they'll be out of my hair once and for all, and everybody will know that the greatest team in wrestling is Loverboy Dennis and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. Well... <laughs> oh, look at Bobby coming over. <laughs> Bobby like, loved messing with y'all, didn't he? Oh, he did, man. He did. Uh, I, uh, we're having some pretty good interviews here. I, I, going back to the kiss of road warrior month and, uh, kissing both of them and just, uh, uh just kind of weird. What Don't do you, you think it was kind of odd? The it, whole thing, the whole thing was odd. I would have rather seen dusty out there, but yeah, hey, me too. And it, I, I just think, I think the road warriors had that mystique mm. and seeing them stand with a girl and have a girl kiss them on the cheek was like, eh. kills it a little bit. Yeah, it, it does. We're so. crazy animals. We can kill anybody. We're here to right. hurt people. Oh, Hey, look, a sweet lady in a dress. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait a minute. And what? Only, yeah. I know that. How about Hawks traps? Oh gosh. They had their own zip code, bro. There's nothing like them. There's never been traps like them. Ever. I think him and Sid probably lead the yeah. pack. You know, they both yeah. had a, you know, I don't know what happened. It's like they got stung by a bee. You know, they got, <laughs> they got pumpkins for shoulders. It's nuts, dude. Yeah. Also, I was talking about what Bobby Heenan said to some young guys, and I'm not so sure who he said this to, but I know what was there. Uh, he said, he said, when you punch a guy, don't really punch him, learn how to do a working punch. And he said, and this kind of always stuck with me. He said, the fans can only see it. They can't feel it. Right. And so again, it just seems like, I don't know. It just seems like, uh, there's not enough working punches today. I know they try. I do know, but I guess they want to lay them in today. Cause they the fans react to the slap mm. when they hear flesh smack. So are you fixing to go on a, uh, leg slap rant? No, no, not going on leg slap rant, but. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very aware of it now more than I used to be. What do you think about Condry's, uh, spandex on his forearms mm -hmm. and from his knee to his foot? Yeah. This is a weird look. It is a weird look. I love his mullet though, buddy. Dennis Condry's mullet was, <laughs> I heard, uh, I heard Kevin Nash refer to Sean Michaels mullet the other day as a Kentucky waterfall. 
<laughs> and I thought, boy, that's hilarious. And here he is. This was his favorite thing to do in 86, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Look at you leaned over <laughs> like, geez, get me out of here. And that's going to be you. You like that? You ever had anybody do that to you when you were in the third grade, David? It smarts. <laughs> Man, I, I can't get over Conjury's outfit here. I can't make mm -hmm. sense of it. He's got on white boots. Mm -hmm. I'm colorblind. What color would you call his trunks? Uh, they are like turquoise or okay. All right, yeah, so turquoise, turquoise yeah. tights, white boots mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. random, like his best Hardy boys impression. These, uh, I don't know, sleeves on his forearms yeah. and in his shins and the bandana still on. Oh, of course. You can't take that <laughs> off <laughs> around his neck. <laughs> you know, I was talking to, um, to Arn the other day about gear and he, in his opinion, sort of matching gear is a baby face thing. And I never really thought about that, but I liked, you know, demolition or the road warriors or, mm -hmm. um, the midnight express, you know, with Stan lane, they had the black with the multicolor stripes or whatever. I don't know. It just made them a team heart foundation, whatever. And I guess he's thinking sort of more old school territorial guys didn't have matching gear. Yeah, that's what he's thinking because as we moved into the marketing era. Yeah, that's true. Then they would have matching gear. So But I'm saying even here, like Midnight Express, you know, very rarely have we seen them come out and look like a team. And that was my right. my thing. Not necessarily like, hey, we're trying to appeal to the girls or the or the kids or whatever, but more an issue of, you know, sort of the team sports dynamic. Even even the bad guys, even the Raiders, even the Yankees, even the Cowboys, you know, whoever the most hated teams were. Mm -hmm. Whoever that was, they still all had the same uniform on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. How about this for a transition to a commercial? Yeah. Showed the whole replay and we'll be right back on the lower third. That's not what you normally did. Normally go out with an interview. Or you at least, you know, you have the, it's like the inset. Uh, so mm -hmm. there's a picture and then there's like a graphic. There was no real graphic, just a lower third that said, right. You know, we'll be right back. Yeah, you're right. So I guess letting the road warriors do their entrance here. They're probably playing iron man. I would think they, yeah. And well, they haven't played it yet. Cause the fans haven't popped. Yeah. Let's try Or maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't get why the fans, I mean, to me, if you're playing iron man, the fans would be all about it. Oh, I feel bad for these guys. What do you I'm think they're thinking right now? They're thinking I've always loved you. Don't fuck. I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. Oh, at least it was a shoulder block. Don't clothesline me, you big fucker. Don't clothesline me, please. Holy shit. He's got a hold of my balls and my goozle. Oh, oh God, at least animals coming in. Okay. All right. Oh, you're my favorite road warrior. You're my favorite road warrior. Not that fucking big fucking Jeff Robodine goof. You're my... Oh boy, that feels cool. The floor of the heat just feels cool. It makes me feel better. Oh, Jesus Christ, when am I gonna fucking tag? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, tag, god damn. All right, here I come, motherfucker. Them long arms of mine. I'm gonna hook you up. Oh, well, oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to smoke a joint when all this is over. Oh, shit. I think I pooted. <laughs> There's a who's in there. I don't even know who's in now because I just pooted. 
dude, this oh. is my new favorite thing. I love this. <laughs> Why did this motherfucker tag me in? He was only in for, he wasn't in for 30 seconds. He go, oh, I give up. I fucking give up. Come over here, you little, oh, I gave up. I gave up. Where was the fucking referee? <laughs> One, two, oh, three. <sighs> well, had I put it in yellow trunks, you'd have seen it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank God it's over. Tony Schiavone, you're a national treasure. <laughs> Why is that so funny? It is, though. Oh, we're back for more. Jeez, Here we go. More baby dough. Oh, and Dusty, too. Congratulations to Dusty Rhodes, now part of the world six man tag team champions. Here with us, our world championship wrestling. You know, it seems Jim Cornette has already talked himself into a battle that he can't win. So he's got this bounty out on the James boys. He can't even figure out what to do with them, much less thinking about any amount of money being able to buy some men that can take the mask off them. It can't be done. So you got to worry about the James boys trying to take off the rest of your neck. And then you got to worry about America's team, America's team, American team, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA. They want to get hold of those world tag team titles. We got a lady here. There's a whole lot of inspiration, and we got a whole lot of surprises in store for you. Yeah, this is yeah, over here kissing all the girls. Yeah, again. you know what? Thirty-seven million homes this television goes into. There's three people in each home. That comes to twenty-eight hundred million people throughout this country. Everybody should be excited about this thing. You know what I mean? People come out here talking on television. They come out here half cocked. Some of them ain't dressed right. They come out and they hem all around about what's going on. Well, I don't hem all around about what's going on, J.J. Dillon. I don't hem all around Tony Blanchett about what's going on. For nine years, I've been standing out here the best that walked on this place anywhere. Ric Flair, limousine, whatever it is, you can talk about whoever you want to talk about. The main thing is you got to deal with me. That don't matter what else you do. When it all falls down, you got to deal with me, Jack. And until you do, you can talk all you want. Them clothes, ha, when you're naked, it's like a woman. You stab them on the head, they all look the same, Jack. Now, dear, let me say something to my brothers. Brother Hulk. Brother Animal and Brother Paul, we grew up on the streets. We came from the streets. And the money we're making is street money, Jack. And my brothers, I'm proud to be the littlest warrior of them all. And the thing is, baby doll, I know one thing for sure. That when Magnum T.A. and Dustin Rhodes want the world tag team titles, Jim Cornette, you can bet all your mama's money that it's going to happen, right, honey? That's right. Jimmy Cornette, why don't you take another look at this picture? Because this may be your nightmare, because you can say what you want to. This is the end. And hey, and, and for one day for Ric Flair, who is so bad, you know, whoa, yeah! We're coming right back. Don't go away. Are we ever going to see or hear anything like that ever again? <laughs> no. First of all, it was badass. But then yes. he brought that comedy out. I don't even know what to say. When <laughs> when you're naked and you put a, a woman's oh, on her head, they all look the same. What? <laughs> okay. He kisses Miss Alabama. Yep. Um he's kind of getting on the fans, I think, a little bit for not cheering loud enough. Yep. 
And I picked up on this immediately. He was pissed off. Yeah. And I think he's pissed off at Tully. And I think he's pissed off at Flair. And I think uh, there, and this is goes back to Tully not saying anything. Mm-hmm. I think he's pissed off. Tully didn't say anything. Mm. And I think Tully didn't say anything because there's something that pissed him off. And Dusty knew about it. And, you know, there was friction. There was. There was friction backstage with with Tully and Flair and the Horseman. And and I don't, I don't know if Arn has talked about it on his podcast or not. Uh, Arn wasn't as political. As political or as confrontational as, as Tully was. T- and Tully was so, an, a natural antagonist on and off screen back then. Yes, right. And, and so he was pissed off about that. And he was pissed off that they didn't mention his name. Right. You know, they flair mentioned Hawk flair mentioned, uh, Ricky Morton. Uh, they mentioned Ronnie Garvin. So a lot of things there. I could just tell that dusty was pissed off. And how about baby doll? When he said that comment, she had to put her hands in front of her face to keep from laughing. Oh, Oh, he got her. Yeah, he got to look at this. What the fuck? By the way, on May 17th, uh, Tully, uh, we touched on this last week. Magnum and Tully were uh, in a two out of three falls match. Uh, Dusty Rhodes with the Road Warriors won the six man from the Russians. The next day, uh, I don't see where Dusty or Tully were on the matinee show. And hmm. two days later, uh, at the uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina show on May 19th, it's Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry against Dusty and Magnum. Uh, mm-hmm. that night we had another match with, uh, Tully Blanchard teaming with Arn Anderson to take on the rock and roll express in rock Hill. It was dusty and Magnum against the midnight express and, um, the San Antonio show on the 22nd, mm-hmm. it's flair yeah. versus dusty. Mm-hmm. So that's really the first time they've sort of brushed up against each other in a while. Uh, because even like the next day when they're in Norfolk, it's uh, Flair and Ricky Morton and then TV here. So the only time that Flair would have been in the ring with Dusty between these two shows is San Antonio, the convention center, May 22nd. So two days prior to this. Right. So, it, it, I mean, he wouldn't have been in there with, to your point, Tully or anybody, but you know, he does have, and this is something worth mentioning that we don't probably talk about enough. I know it always gets discussed in a negative way that, you know, if you're a performer and you're also you know, sort of a backstage influencer, if you will, writer, you know, booker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of criticism comes on about the way you've booked yourself, but the reality is you've got to not only worry about your performance, but you've got to worry about booking the rest of the cards, handling the politics of everybody, uh, and, and trying to also serve the owner, you know? So you're trying to serve a lot of masters with, I need to keep the talent happy. I need to keep the fans happy. I need to keep the promoter happy. And once I've done all that, then I've got to go sell some tickets and wrestle myself. Right. And back then they didn't have a guy who was in charge of talent relations. It was all him. Right. So, you know, he's going to piss some people off. And a lot of that is, is based on necessity. He's got to, uh, because can't, everybody can't win every match. Everybody can't main event. Everybody can't be world champion. Right. But in addition to that, he's also got to cut some guys and bring some new guys in and keep the TV fresh. I mean, mm-hmm. his first obligation, some would say, is to the owner. I think it would be to the fans because the owner's happy if there's a bunch of fans there. That's right. Uh, so he's got to make the fans happy and give them what they want. But at the same time, he knows, hey, I can count on myself. I'm not going anywhere. 
Right. And I know that that sometimes gets criticized that thinking. And I know that, uh, our friend Cody Rhodes gets painted with that brush a lot in, in those conversations online amongst, you know, AEW haters, if you will, mm-hmm. right. but you go back and you look at the AWA sort of the dying days. Why did Vern go with Larry Zabisco? It's his freaking son-in-law. He knows right. he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to that matter, I've never had a conversation about it, but I'm sure Jeff Jarrett was TNA champ for a long time because anybody that WWE wanted to wave some money in front of would gladly leave and take a better opportunity and go make more money. But Jeff's not going anywhere. Jeff's one of the owners. So he's here. So I get that thinking and I get why dusty would say, Hey, I'm going to put myself there because I know I can deliver. And I know I'm not going to leave for Vince McMahon's rival outfit. Cause this is when a lot of guys don't have cod lock contracts. I'm not saying the road warriors don't have one or flair doesn't have one, but some of the other guys, they didn't have a contract, you know? I don't, did, I don't, did Flair have a contract back at this time in 86? I'm not sure if he did by this point. I don't think, I don't think anybody did at this time. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't but, know. But we know they're coming. Yeah. You know, the, gu- the guaranteed contracts are coming and, uh, we've broken that down a lot here on the show where on the success on the heels, I believe of WrestleMania three is when that became sort of the in fashion thing to do, uh, because they realized, Hey, uh, we can't compete with, with the big paydays they're getting for quote unquote dolls. I mean, the action figure checks were legendary. Those stories were, and people still talk about the iron sheet, uh, payoffs for those. So when, when that, you know, starts to make the rounds, wait a minute, he's attacking him after the bell. I know this is Joel Deaton Thunderfoot. How about this? Let's track it. You never see this. The hand is back. Mark it down. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to be critical and I, I know Joel Deaton's probably your, your BFF, but no, a right hand, a right hand from Ron Garvin and Ric Flair lays flat of his ass. Like he's been shot, right? A right hand from Ron Garvin and Joel Deaton just powders and goes to the back. Yeah, I know something wrong there. Yeah. Uh, here we are, man. The Italian stallion and Rocky Canoodle taking on Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. How about that old school black and white robe? Oh man. Looks I love that robe. I don't know why that one always stuck out to me of these old schools. He had a pink one. That was like that too. Okay. Big gold belt. looks like it's got yep. the bend already in the top there. I thought it happened in 87, but I thought I saw a reflection there that made me think maybe the top was already been a little, huh? Have Italian to stallion next- starting out. Of course, he's your close personal friend. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I knew you're going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never had a problem with, 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 uh, Cortinelli. He was, he was, he was, he was, I, I just really, you listen to some stories from Matt Hardy. Oh yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you won't like him. Um, you've alluded to that. I've never asked him. But. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I was thinking about, uh, talent relations guy that there wasn't back then. And there could have been, uh, totally what, you said Tully was uh, was not on the show. There was a show, a big show. And he one weekend he wasn't on. He had a, he was off. When you run down the cards. Oh no Tully no! Was. I'm just saying, you know, you were sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe deducing. Maybe that's the right word. Yeah. That uh, Dusty was pissed off at Tully. Yeah. And so I was looking to see, hey, did they have a match together? Was there, you know, you know, I, maybe they saw each other on the jet or whatever. But I was just wondering, was there something spilling out of a an angle or a TV or a match or whatever. And I can't tell where they were together. Let's see what, what Flair's doing. What happened was he was losing control. Oh. I thought Flair was walking over to talk to y'all. I, 
I did too. I, what I was thinking was that there was, there was always a complaint and especially from the top guys who made a lot of money, there was a complaint. They didn't get enough days off mm. that they worked all the time. So I'm thinking that if Tully is out there, not saying nothing, being pissed off and Dusty's pissed off at him. And all of a sudden Tully's not booked. Dusty would probably said, all right, fucker, take a fucking day off. You know, I'm just trying to, to reason. I, I don't know. I want to say something about talent relations. Yeah. There was, there was no talent relations person back there, back then. And it was tough. And talent relations is tough. I, I think probably JR is going to go down as the best talent relations guy ever. Yeah. No question. And the talent relations guys got a lot of heat because they're the one that fired them and hired them. Sure. Of course, Vince, Vince would have proven. I, I get that. But, uh, I had said something to Cody when we were first starting. Um, I said, you know, why don't I, uh, ideal in talent relations? And he said, well, he said, everybody likes you. That may be good. And mm. then he said, I talked to Tony Khan about it. And Tony said, nah, he said, he, he said, he doesn't want you to get stressed out in, in the first year of this. <laughs> so they all knew that talent relations is, is not a good job to have. Uh, because of all the things you got to deal with. And now you got to deal with, you know, guys, especially in AEW, you got to deal with guys that, you know, uh, they come to you if, you know, if, if they've been approached by somebody to sign autographs or, right. uh, or even do an independent show and you got to be the one to say yes or no. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a thankless job. But uh, dealing with the uh, the problems uh, back then, Dusty had to deal with a lot of problems, man. And uh, I, I think one thing that Dusty did was, and this was really came into play here, he had just won the World Six-Man Tag Team Championship, but he did not wrestle on TV with the Road Warriors. Really? Didn't it? Wasn't that odd to you? It is odd. I don't know that yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Dusty, I don't think Dusty ever wrestled in the studio. Except for that, that one time, I mean, he wrestled as a member of the James gang, right? Right. Right. But, and, and the one time where he got, you know, I don't know that I put that together until you just said it, but he has primarily been doing promos and run-ins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Dusty's thought was I'm a star. I don't okay? need TV exposure. That's exactly right. You need to come to the arena. You need to pay to see me wrestle. Well then why hypothetically, why is Flair on here then? Yeah. Cause Dusty booked him on there and Flair didn't like it that he was booked on TV. Isn't that so crazy? I mean, by today's metric, you know, if you're not on TV, you're dead. Right. Right. But back then, no, don't put me on. I mean, I guess promos, but if you want to see me wrestle, you have to buy a ticket. But there he is. Mm -hmm. Talking that <laughs> trash. I know. Can I tell you something about Dave Silva right fast? Mm. Can't wait. <laughs> Dave Silva uh, recently shared that uh, his favorite wrestler growing up was Arn Anderson. Okay. And, you know, not a surprise for me and you. We've seen him fangirl and have crushes. Sure. But then <laughs> when somebody, I don't forget who, said, hey, that's awesome. Clearly they're calling bullshit. But mm -hmm. why? was Arn your favorite wrestler and I will never forget his answer. Are you ready for this? 
Okay. Listen, I could get, if you're like, oh man, he, he had that badass spine buster or, you know, I love the gourd buster or, you know, I love that he was a bad guy and he was beat people up or I love his promos. I get all that. Here's what I like. Silva goes something like, well, you know, as a chubby guy, I really felt like, you know, he was closest to me. I could relate to it. He was relatable. You know, he wasn't like all in shape and jacked up. And as he's telling this story, I just put my hand up and I said, Hey, please don't ever share that story with Arn Anderson. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I said, let's just, that's inside voice stuff from now on. Let's you basically just said he was my favorite wrestler because he was fat. He said, Oh no, no. I mean, he was good, but you could tell there was a butt hanging. I'm like, no, no that's it. Silva. Let's just leave it at that. He was good, but it, your, your favorite wrestler can't be your, f- everybody happy. I mean, happy Humphrey would be everybody's favorite wrestler or the one man gang or, you know, Loch Ness or roadblock. That, that has given me so much ammo for backstage at AEW next week. Dude. It's unbelievable. It has it's given me, cause I'm going to go to Arn. I'll say, Arn. Why were you always the, the favorite of all the chubby boys out there? Oh God. Listen to you. <laughs> I'm okay. <with> it. <laughs> oh, I, said, I just, I said, he'll probably go. What do you mean? I said, just common knowledge. I don't know. They're talking smack from the ring. Express the yeah. out here. Hey, how about the rock and roll checking some of this out, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, Calling for the rock and roll express to come out. And here they come. They come. Piggy Martin Roder gets us. Wait a second. They stay. They stay. They stay. We've got to go to a break. Got my Tony. No, we can't go to a break. I'm sorry. Let's Piggy keep this time out. We'll be right back. Hey, Adam, iron I love David. We can't go to break. <laughs> And you yell, I'm sorry. That was the original. We got to go right. There. That was the original one. Wasn't it? The rock and roll express. They came in and went after Rick Flair and iron Anderson. They really took it to him. Then Telly Blanchard came in. JJ Dillon. It was, it was All right, let's, let's see. If we can go back. Let's go back and, and watch it. See, we have it. David, they're trying to get Robert Gibson out. We'll see. We'll and he's in a bad shape yes, right now. Is. We want to see exactly what happened. There's Wahoo and there's Magnum and Ron Garvin, Jimmy Vine, and Robert Gibson is in a lot of pain. Tully Blanchett, Rick Flair stressed him out, put Blank, the figure four on him. Put the figure put, four on him, Flair did. And can, Blanchard can came out here and, and JJ came out here can, can and. I'm out here, let's get this match started. Everybody wants to see the army. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get go the ring. Let's go. Well, bring on the opponent. Let's get, wait a minute. Let, well, there. We're ready. Let's go to the ring. They don't have the tape up. Boy, our thoughts are with Robert Gibson right now. Tony. He was seriously hurt. You should see what happened. God, I love David Crockett. He's so excited. I know. We didn't see what happened. There's no replacement for enthusiasm. No, no, you are right. You are exactly right. There's no, and, and that's. That's what, that's what all announcers try to do. I mean, that's what made Jim Ross so great was his enthusiasm for the big angles, right? The way he sold it. And, uh, and, uh, funny here that we're saying we're going to show it and they never show it unless they're going to show it later. I can only imagine Tommy Edwards backstage and Dominique is his tape guy. And he's going, God damn it, Nick. 
Cue up that goddamn tape. Because he used to he used to cuss Nick all Dominique all the oh, 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 hold on. Track this. Oh, sure. Here we go. And I got all my house. I'm gonna tell you another thing. <laughs> Jimmy Vallas, you ain't nothing but a low-down yellow coward. I can understand being scared. I can understand because of that man right there, because of myself, and because of the genius of Paul Jones. The thing is, he leads the army, and the barbarian, along with Baron Von Rasky, we are the ones who go control the wrestling world, and we starting off shaving the head of you, Jimmy Vallon. That's right. It's going to be onslaught after onslaught. Jimmy Vallon, you are the marked man. We're going to take you down. Look at our leader, Paul Jones. One of the best, the greatest manager, the most intelligent managers in all of wrestling. He's taken us, Tijo Khan, the barbarian Chaska, on the Baron, and molded us into the superior athletes that we are. Look at the barbarian, urged on by Paul Jones, taking it to his opponent. Think about it, Jimmy Valiant, you're going to face us, one from after the other. Rocket. Hey, drop I love drop kick. And then he goes right back into his ground. <laughs> You're trying very hard to say, Hey, can you let me do something here? There's a match going on. I'm going to tell you what, Jimmy Vallian, I remember you way back when I remember when you wasn't a star, when your big toe was biting at your little toe and you was wearing biscuits for shoes. Well, let me tell you something, Jimmy Vallian, you going to be seeing them biscuits again. I guarantee you that I'm going to make you a ball head geek and I'm Everybody in the whole wrestling world is going to know that you is a low-down, yellow, stinking dog. I said it before, and I say it again, King of the Hill, Billings. You ain't nothing but a tobacco-chewing, snuff-dipping, breath-stinking, undercover hillbilly. And if I say it once, I say it a million times. Breath stanking <laughs> undercover hillbilly, but my favorite thing of the whole deal, your big toe, your little toe, you're wearing biscuits for shoes. That is an Arn Andersonism. That I feels know. like something Arn would say. I think he said your big toe is uh, uh, touching your little, your little toe. Yeah, eating your little toe. It's dog dummy man. The whole army has this whole building surrounded. Uh, it's Paul Jones. We have them surrounded. Lord, this is the thing that just will never end. <laughs> no. We got to have Barbarian end this. <laughs> Why haven't we heard from Tony's uncle yet? Oh. Prisoners. Look at the power of the Barbarian. The power. Well, I, I could do without that. Yeah. I just. <laughs> My God. Shasko is on fire. Biscuits for shoes. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is tremendous. Oh, God. Wow. This is a pretty entertaining show, man. Oh, um, for sure. It, it was pretty, it, it was very apparent. And this is one of the things that great flying headbutt. It's one of the things that, that made it a great show. It was apparent there was friction backstage and that is friction that was flowing over from whatever happened Friday night or whatever happened during the week. So yeah, makes for good TV. 
Back with the World Championship Whoa. Wrestling, welcoming you with us, Mr. Electricity, and his first time here at the World Championship Wrestling, Steve Regal. Well, thank you, Tony. I want to let you know what a pleasure it is to be here in the NWA with Jim Crockett Promotions, the number one wrestling show in the world, the number one wrestlers in the world. The competition here is fast and furious and fierce. You know, I'm not going to get out here and tell you how big or how bad or how good I am, but I will tell you this. I've wrestled all over the world for the past few years. I have perfected my craft. I have mastered my profession. I love my sport. Now, that's not being cocky. That's just a fact. Now, let's talk about all the people around here. You got the Road Warriors. You got Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA. You got the Rock and Roll Express. Blah, they make me want to throw up. Now, what happens to good guys like Jimmy Garvin, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard when they get in the people start chanting rock and roll, rock and roll to distract them? I don't like that. I don't like rock and roll. And you know, the Road Warriors, they're the only guys I know that have to wear paint to hide their face. You know, I think they're scared to show their face. You know, everybody says you should be scared of the Road Warriors. I ain't scared of the Road Warriors. I'm not scared of anybody. I'm here to make a name for myself. I don't care if it's Dennis Brown. I don't care if it's Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, or if possibilities come about, I team up and go against the Road Warriors. It doesn't matter. And let me leave you with one last thought, Tony. You know, there's a lot of people up north with pale skin that live in blizzard country, and they live up there, and you know, they don't know how to talk to people. Well, let me tell you something. I have a long time leaving, and I'll be a long time gone. You can take that to the bank. Okay, Steve. Boy, that was not a great promo. No, but I think he was ripping on uh, Vern Gagne at the end. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and also he talked about Dennis Brown, Denny Brown. I don't know why he threw that name out. Well, he wrestled him. Yeah, for some reason I'm thinking that. His uh, first match in the territory a week before was against Denny Brown. Okay. And I think they were going to do something for that junior heavyweight whatever oh yes but yeah. but still you could tell like when he started listing up look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fuck am i watching bald-headed german um dude that guy looked lost that looks like the guy that uh <laughs> bischoff used to say would be front row at center stage uh, like it was always just like hobos who just wandered in because it was somewhere <laughs> You know, in the summer, it was somewhere cool. And in the winter, it was somewhere warm. They just wander in. Yeah. Yeah. God center stage center fucking stage. Jesus. Yeah. Have you noticed that miss Alabama's moved down to the corner there? I see her over there. Yeah. Yeah. I think she moved around a little bit there. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, anyway, um, Back to Steve Regal. For some reason, I remember Steve Regal and Jimmy Garvin being a tag team. Mm. That may have been in the AWA. For some reason, I'm remembering that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that wasn't a good promo. But And not only that, you notice he kept looking at the wrong camera. All right? Well, it's his first time here. Sure. And they kept pointing to the right camera. And it, it was subtle, but they kept, uh, they kept pointing to the other camera. And he, all of a sudden, you could see is like, what are they pointing at? And he kind of looked at the crowd real fast and then realized they're pointing to the camera. It happened in a split section. You got to go back and watch that. Hey, you're but exactly he right. By the way, uh, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin teamed with, uh, Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal and in an 85 in the AWA with the help yeah. of the Freebirds, they beat the road warriors to win the tag titles. Cause the warriors are coming here now. And a month later, uh, Kurt and Scott Hall, Kurt Henning, former Mr. Or future, Mr. Perfect and the future razor Ramon would take those straps back. And so I guess Garvin came in and said, Hey man, here's a soft place to land. Tell Vern to stick it and come down here. Yeah. Worked out a little better for Garvin than it did for Regal. Yeah, it did. But you know, uh, Vern had a lot of heat. Rocky all King kicking out here. Mm, all promoters had a lot of heat. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't be a promoter and not have heat. But, but everybody Burn, thinks they should be champ. Everybody thinks they should make a million dollars. Everybody thinks they should fly first class and work less dates. Blah blah blah. Yeah, well, Vern was owner and booker, right? Or what? Did he yeah. have a booker? Yeah, okay. I mean, he had some help uh, with uh, Greg Gagne. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah. Look at this. He picked him up and slammed him. So, uh, Baron giving Rocky a little, some little something here, dude. He's, uh, he's eating him up. Yeah. <laughs> Baron, t- Baron knew how to talk, man. He could talk. He could, he knew how to call spots. His, you, just the way his, you know, the way his mouth was, it looked like he could just, he was good at that, man. Yeah. He had a love, uh, he has a very, very, uh, Jim Rashke has a very, very deep voice anyway, uh, and doesn't in, in real life, doesn't speak up. It, it's amazing. You hear him talk, you hear the Baron, then you hear him. It's unbelievable. Same way with, with Ivan. They're giving him some time here too, man. Some time in these matches. Never did see Robert Gibson getting hurt. Unless we're going to show it a little bit later on. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to show it when Flair comes out. Because I think he's coming out a little bit later. But uh, never did. And we wouldn't have called for it had they not asked us to call for it. Right. You know? right. So something fucked up. And again, look at the fucking Baron, man. Jim Rashke, great amateur wrestler from the Midwest coming through here with some shit. Giving Rocky King a lot of time here. Yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's remind everybody what's coming up, uh, later this same day, you guys are going to run Cincinnati, Ohio, and, uh, it'll be, uh, the road warriors versus the midnight express the next day. There's a matinee show in Cleveland with flair and Robert Gibson on top. How about that for a wow. odd pairing? We get Dusty versus uh, Arn Anderson, Magnum TA versus Baron Von Raschke, uh, and the uh, Midnight Express working with the um, Road Warriors. So it's an interesting s- set of opponents, a different, yeah, m- different sort of slate of matchups. Yeah, they. I think they did the Flair Robert thing based on that angle we just saw. The uh, the next day in Greenville, South Carolina, it's uh, it's an interesting look. It's Dusty, Ricky, and Robert taking on Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, and Arn Anderson in an elimination match. And in it, Morton would defeat Flair by DQ to win the match when Anderson and Blanchard attacked Morton in the ring. And after the bout, Morton was triple teamed and suffered the uh, broken nose, which we're going to start seeing on TV, I assume, next week. Mm. By the way, the day after that, it's the debut of Big Bubba. So we've mm. seen Ray trailer on TV here, working enhancement matches, but he's finally going to get his big moment, but not before we hear from the nature boy, man, Arn Anderson and the world champion, Rick Flair, very happy about it. Tony Giovanni, what you just witnessed is Robert Gibson getting in bed with the big dogs. You understand what I'm saying? It's reason real easy to come out here and pick your opponents. Gibson, you want to get in bed with the four horsemen. Then you got to pay the filler. Now dusty Rhodes. I want to hit you real hard right now because the bashes are coming up. And you're talking about coming out here and standing women on their head. You're talking about being the dealer. 
Well, all through tradition, Dusty Rhodes, in order to be the dealer, you got to hold the cards. And as you see, here are the cards, along with Tully Blanchard and the Midnight Express. So you want to be the dealer, Rhodes? Forget about being tough on a local level. Come get the big dogs. That's right. Boy, Dusty Rhodes is the toughest guy in studio wrestling I've ever seen in my life. You come out on your big dogs and tell them how bad you are that I got to deal with you. Well, this is the dealer. This is the dealer. And it's mine. And little bitty Ricky Morton knows it. And Gibson knows it. Ha, ha, ha. That's right. A lot of guys try to walk the line. And you know what? They get their butt beat. Because when you go to bed with the big boys, you're going to feel some pain in the morning. You understand? Now, Road Warrior Hawk, let me tell you something, buddy. I've walked over better men than you to sidestep and look a gal on the way to the restroom. What you don't like about me is that I'm rich. I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know where you were born? In the gutter. You're trash. You grew up lifting weights while I was whining and dining. Ooh, beautiful women. And let me tell you something, buddy. Listen real close. You are Chicago gutter trash. I am a fluent society. We are the world champions. And Hawk, when I see you in Philadelphia, at the 30-minute mark when you're going, please, please, nature boy, finish me off. I can't, I can't lift I can't lift this big arm. And then it works. In the words of the great one, what caused all this? Woo! We'll be back right after. Is that the most fun Arn and Rick have had doing a promo together that we've seen? Uh, by far. That was by them far. in real life right there, what we just saw. They're just, uh, man, it's, this thing with Dusty has fired them up today. Big time. I'm going to. You know something? I'm sure everybody saw Baby Doll out here earlier going on, making idle threats that she came back up just like Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.A., or should I say the James boys, having to hide their faces because they're not men enough to face somebody in a broad light of day. Something shit. You know, Tony, for weeks I've been coming out here. I want the decision of that match they want on television reversed. I want them fined. I want them suspended. Somebody should do something. But nobody's doing nothing, but that don't make any difference because I ain't going to quit asking until they do. Mother sent down a check for $50,000 to the Midnight Express. All they got to do is pull those masks off and get Dusty and Magnum suspended, and they got that bounty. And it may go for anybody else that wants to do the job because you never know when a James Gang's going to pop up. And I'll tell you one more thing, Dusty and Magnum. You think you're trying to hornswoggle us, getting us in these bunkhouse matches, challenges, challenging us all the time to bunkhouse matches, right? Because that's their specialty. They want to stack the deck. Well, let me tell you something, Dusty. You know, last week we were down there in San Antonio, Texas, right down there where Dusty's from. 
<laughs> and I took Bobby and Dennis to one of those real live Texas ranches and I took them to a bunkhouse and I got them all fixed up in the bunkhouse clothes and the boots and the spurs and the ropes and the belts and they played around with that stuff for a little while just to get used to it and then I stuck them in a rodeo arena and there staring them straight in the face was the biggest baddest Brahma bull in Texas one of the big old bulls with those big eyes and he was snorting and he was spitting and he went charging the lover boy Dennis and Dennis took that big right hand and drilled that bull right between the eyes. He went down like he'd been shot by a cannon. And then when the, when the bull looked up and said, please, Jim Cornette, don't let him beat on me anymore. That's when beautiful Bobby come off the top of the barn with that big knee. And he pinned that bull for the three count. And that's the same thing that's going to happen to Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.A. And then we're going to take those masks off and they're going to be out of my hair. And nobody is going to be able to dispute the fact that the Midnight Express are the greatest team in wrestling and that James boys will never try to perpetrate those evil deeds on me again. The manager... Well, I love he's getting the fans fired up. I think one of my favorite things I heard from that promo we just heard with Arn and Rick. Mm-hmm. I loved Arn using the phrase tough on a local level. Yeah. Like, oh, you may be a, a badass in your town. Right. But our badassery is on tour. Have badass, we'll travel. Loved Orange Beard too, man. Boy, that beard was really trimmed, really nice. I loved his. He's the inventor of the pencil beard, which is why mm. you love it so much. I, I loved his face when he knew where Rick was going. That mm-hmm. Hawk was going to be blown up, and yeah. Horn looks right at the camera and goes, <gasps> <laughs> "His facial." I hope when Silva listens to this six months from now, because he's way behind. <laughs> <laughs> He'll start using that in the graphic, that screen grab, because that was hilarious. <gasps> <laughs> so we now know it's Flair and Hawk at, at in Philadelphia, basically, for the first bash. Which, you know, listen, that I can see why that's a draw. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, it's a draw. Boy, Jimmy didn't even bother taking his shirt off. No. Just walked around, shook a few things, lay down, mm. kid. I think if I was uh, an enhancement talent, I, and I showed up to TV here. I'm hoping I get to work boogie boogie, <laughs> right? Boogie man, Jimmy Vine yeah. to talk with us at this time. We've talked with Paul Jones and his army. They're in full gear right now. Boogie man. Tony, when it rains, it pours. What the boogie woogie man needs is two big eyeballs right in the back of his head. You see, I need four or five arms. Four or five legs. Because Mad Dog Paul Jones and his army, when they together, I got a lot of worrying to do. A lot on the boogeyman. Because you got Pistol Piz Wale with some scissors. You got Bear Von Roscoe with the black glove. You got the barbarian with the hardest head, the cranium, the hardest head in the world. And you got Tijo Gijo. All right, now, this is where it's at. There is going to be a haircut, you understand? Do you understand? Yeah, I do. See, I got a weapon, you understand? I got some clippers, and it's going to come out with the boogeyman from now on. And I got Willie Willie. Oh, mercy, Billy Billy. I got the Raging Bull. Okay? Pa! 
Jones, I don't hate you, daddy. I swear I do not hate you. But I will say one thing. If you are in a desert and that sun was 150 degrees and you were dying of thirst, Paul Jones, gospel daddy, I come by, I would not even spit in your mouth. We'll see you next week on World Championship Wrestling. I think he was trying to twist a piss reference yes. into a spit reference and it didn't work. But my favorite is tonight, right before we go to bed, I'm going to ask Megan, guys, oh, it hot in here. How many gurries did you set this on? <laughs> <laughs> How many gurries is it today? What's the high? How many gurries? You know what? I, I was thinking about this, that, uh, I'm standing there holding the microphone thinking, man, what's he going to do? Uh, we've, we've covered the entire year week by week now, and he hasn't kissed me yet on TV. So I think he did the most of that in 85. I think it happened once. I think that happened a couple of times. No, I'm, I'm saying I thought we saw it once in 86. I mean, oh, you, really? Okay. I thought so, but okay. I'm not sure, but here's what I am sure of. We're going to be back next week <laughs> with one, maybe two big announcements. And of course we're going to keep the train on the tracks for all things. 1986, as we march towards the great American bash. I can't wait to see uh, big Bubba on the a side. That'll be kind of yeah. fun coming up soon. But right now, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. It is just about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the belly bump championship of the world. Dave Silva against Arn Anderson and both combatants come to the ring. Arn's uh, feet look very, very odd. His boots look very, oh, wait a minute. Dave Silva has dropped down and he is eating Arn Anderson's boots. My God, he's got biscuits for shoes, and Dave Silva's eating those. Bills. We got. We can't watch this. We got to go. We're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. On Mondays, we come to you on ad-free shows and Patron. But on uh, can I start that again? No, adfreeshows.com and all that. We love you, folks. But right now, Tony. <laughs> I love you for that. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Some of those promos today gave you an aneurysm. Your brain just shut off right there at the end. It did. I thought I, I thought I, I got to write this shit down now, I guess. We're desperately out of time. See you next week, guys. Are you tired a lot? Maybe frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day. The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep and the quality of sleep you're getting. If you want to increase energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and instead focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. And worst of all, the World Health Organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen. Not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported difficulty sleeping, but only 4% have tried a sleep aid. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, ashwagandha, and L-tryptophan. That's the stuff that, you know, we all talk about over Thanksgiving that makes you turkey tired. Here's the deal. You know, you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. 
If you've been finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using perhaps energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed how you feel. Recovery PM is available right now from LegacySupps.com. That's L E G A C Y S U P P S.com. And if you use promo code Tony, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. Go to LegacySupps.com. That's L E G A C Y S U P P S.com and use our promo code Tony to get 10% off your entire order. And by the way, this is champion tested, champion approved. This is a product owned and operated by the NWA world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. Check it out. Do what the pros are doing. Go to legacy and use promo code Tony to get 10% off your entire order.